You're listening to the Curious City Podcast from WBEZ Chicago. Hey, everybody. Jennifer Brandell here. We here at Curious City investigate and answer your questions about Chicago, the people, and the region. And you can submit your questions at curiouscity.wbez.org. Each podcast, we're going to bring you a different question and answer. Sometimes we'll feature radio stories and conversations that have aired already on WBEZ. And sometimes we'll give you some insider, behind-the-scenes stuff that you can't hear anywhere else but here. Okay, on to this week's story. I'll let Lauren Children give us a proper introduction. In this episode, curious citizen Mike Mitterman lives near the Chicago River, and that prompted him to ask this question. So I was wondering, what is at the bottom of the Chicago River? WBEZ's Jennifer Brandell jumped in a kayak with an underwater camera to find out. I own an inflatable kayak. And WBEZ owns an underwater camera. So I thought I'd combine them to see if I could get some answers to Mike's question. I paddled from the North Avenue Bridge three miles southeast to Lake Michigan, but I couldn't see anything beyond a few inches below the surface, and the underwater camera couldn't either. The Chicago River is a system of interconnected waterways, and much of it is murky, which explains why I couldn't see the bottom. Turns out I should have used sound to see the bottom, and that needs a different tool. It's called a side-scan sonar. The device is probably about three and a half to four feet long. It's actually shaped very much like a torpedo. It has uh, uh, two fins sticking up on the back side. That's Scudder Mackey. He's a water expert the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District hired a few years ago to map the Chicago riverbed. We're in essence doing the same thing as what you would do in an air photo where it's done with light. Flying a plane and you, you take a picture straight down at the ground with using the side-scan sonar, we're actually using sound to paint a picture of the bottom. Among the things he found? Well, for the morbid among you, yes, he has seen bodies with this device before, but not in the Chicago River. He says Chicago's river bottom has tires, remnants of industry like pipes and scaffolding, sunken boats, and cars. Lots of them. And what was the most surprising thing that you found with your side-scan sonar? Actually, I I think there are two things. One would be actually cars stacked on top of one another uh, near the Route 83 bridge uh, where it goes over the sand ship. That was Pretty surprising. I didn't expect to see so many cars in one location. Mackie guesses the 15 or so cars were ditched in this part of the river to collect on insurance. And I think the other thing that surprised me was really the lack of structure, um, how relatively featureless and smooth much of the riverbed is. The river's bottom is so smooth and so boring because mostly it's man-made. Back in the 1830s, workers began blasting and digging channels for transportation. Then later, they tried reversing the river. By 1900, they'd figured it out. At the time the river was reversed, uh, of course, we didn't have any uh, wastewater treatment plants. That's Tom Granato. He directs monitoring and research at the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District. So the system was designed to convey, you know, all the waste of the area away from the city and the lake where the drinking water source was and all the stormwater drainage also so that the area wouldn't be subject to uh, heavy flooding. Granado says the river was designed as a tool for economic development and that development is responsible for what else is at the bottom of the river today. There are pathogens, bacteria from wastewater, 
and chemicals. Probably the biggest concern with the chemicals is, uh, you know, the legacy chemicals that are um, contained in the, the older sediments that are on the bottom of the waterways. He says the most notorious contamination spot is Bubbly Creek on the South Branch. It's where heavy industry in the stockyards dumped waste for decades. But even with cleanup efforts and environmental concerns today, Granado says new pollution is still an issue. Everything we use in our homes, shampoos and soaps, fragrances, cosmetics, medications, um, all of these things find their way down the drain. And into the waste treatment plants, where trace amounts of chemicals still show up in the waterways. But despite what the Chicago River's been through over time, there is something else you can find on the bottom of it. Life. Why are you scared? you're pushing. We tagged along on a field trip to the river with a bunch of teenagers in a science enrichment program. We're at Irene Hernandez picnic area, about halfway down the north branch of the river, between the upper watershed in Lake County and downtown Chicago. Again, it doesn't have to be the pair that you're going to wear, so just grab a pair and let's walk. Mark Hauser is the education director at Friends of the Chicago River and led the expedition. The river is a couple inches deep, tumbling and rolling over rocks. It's about 60 feet wide. It's lovely. It's got a huge canopy of trees hanging over it. The students strap on tall rubber boots and grab nets to see what they can find under the rocks. It's like I see them, but then I can't grab them. see stuff? Yeah. Got one. Yeah. Got one. Oh, he got your fingers. What, so what was that? That was a... It's a crayfish. So he's like mild. There's all kinds of life at the bottom of the river. You know, crayfish, all manner of crustaceans, uh, insects such as dragonflies and damselflies, uh, worms such as leeches and planaria, and uh, mollusks such as snails, slugs, things like that. <laughs> found a whole bunch of dragonflies. Yeah. We didn't find any blood ones, did we? we? There actually is one in here. Every once in a while, we will find stoneflies or Dobson flies, which are rare insects in the Chicago River. When you find one, it actually indicates a very good river. It's actually, you know, probably cleaner than it was in the past couple decades. Hauser's been on this river a ton, so I thought I'd ask the kids. Most had only seen the river from a distance. Here's Malik Johnson. Hey, Malik, were you surprised at uh, what you found in the river? Yes, very surprised. It was excellent trip. I really wasn't expecting all that, the crawfish, but it was, yeah. Can we look at the river differently now? Yes, very differently, because it's more than what you think in the bottom of it. And at the very, very bottom, below all the critters and the chemicals, there sits a bedrock of limestone. Limestone that's been here for a few hundred million years, and has more stories to tell of the river's bottom than we could ever know. Or that we could ever tell to Mike Mitterman, who asked us about the Chicago River in the first place. Jennifer Brandell, WBEZ. For photos of river critters and video of a kayak trip down the river, head to wbez.org slash Curious City. I gotta say, it was pretty incredible kayaking the river downtown on a weekday morning. I hardly saw anyone except for, you know, the folks crossing over on their way to work on the bridges and then the occasional tour boat that would toddle by and wave. Actually, one tour boat tried to run me over twice, but that's another story. 
But the weird thing was like being in the middle of the river on a weekday morning, I felt like, and I could be wrong, but I felt like I was the furthest away from any other person downtown in Chicago because there was just no one out there. And it's a pretty wide river at some points. Anyway, it was, it was kind of magical. And I'd say that I'd heartily recommend kayaking downtown to anyone, but one word of caution, when I hopped out of the river at Navy Pier, which is where WBEZ's offices are, I jumped straight into the shower because all the spots on my skin that had been exposed to the river, you know, splashes here and there from my paddle, were tingling, and that didn't seem right. So anyway, just a word of caution. If you do go out on the river, wear protection. All right, well, that's it for this week's Curious City podcast. Thanks for listening. If you want to check out a video of kayaking the river, sonar images of cars piled up under the water, very cool. You got to see that. Check out curiouscity.wbez.org. There you can also ask your own questions. Here's what some people have been wondering about lately. What do you think that you can get from Chicago that you can't from other places? In Illinois, why don't they have two plates on a car? In Indiana, they only need one. Do white people love chicken as much as black people? In Chicago, in Chicago. In our next episode, you'll hear about how a band of fearless street mimes helped change Chicago's traffic culture, at least at one intersection. Traffic mimes. Traffic mimes? Traffic mimes. Thanks to Adam Pindle for producing the podcast, Sean Ali for being our editor, and Logan Jaffe, our intern. Stay curious, y'all. Yeah. Curious City is produced by Jennifer Brandel, WBEZ, and AIR, the Association of Independence and Radio. Lead financial support comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.